Hey, this is Luke Vaughn, the assistant youth pastor at The Rock Youth, and we are so excited for you to hear our latest sermon. Take a listen. Uh, Kyle, we recording? Yeah, we are. Uh, so, hey, hi, podcast listeners. Hi there. I'm not talking to anybody in this room, but the people listening on the podcast right now. Hi. Uh, glad you're listening. Um, just wanted to say hi. Anyway, um, back to everybody in the room. Um, uh, my name is Luke. There's some new kids here. Uh, my name is Luke. I am the assistant youth pastor here, uh, and we're super glad you guys are here. Um, I'm going to open up in prayer, and then we're going to get started. Cool? Cool. Jesus, we just lay this night before you. We lay it at your feet, God. I pray that um, you would speak through me tonight, Jesus, that... Um, these students' hearts would be open, that their um, minds would be open, God, to what you have for them tonight, Jesus, that they would leave here um, just with their faith deepened, God, that they would leave here um, wanting more of you than ever before. You know, we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, my message tonight is titled Full Send. My message tonight is titled Full Send. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, how many of you guys like doing, like, random stuff with your friends that, like, like going re- weird places or like adventuring with your friends. Yeah, pretty much everybody. Yeah, cool. Um, I love doing that. Um, both friend groups that I've had like over the last however many years, like my friends from high school and then my friends from church, like we both love doing that. Um, and there was one time that I was at this place with my friends from high school that was one of like the two times I was like, yeah, I could have died today. Um, uh, so again, not encouraging uh, illegal activity because that is bad. Um, but basically, uh, there is this place with my high school friends. This was two years ago. Um, I'm with my friends at this place. Uh, it's this abandoned aqueduct, uh, and we were, it looks like a sidewalk through the forest. Um, it's called the Secret Sidewalk. Uh, we were walking along um, this place. Uh, it was, like, right after I started college. So, yeah, like two years ago. Um, we're walking along this thing, uh, and then we walk down because it's, like, a little – it looks it's cool because it looks like a little sidewalk through, like, the forest. It's sick. Um, we, like, walk down, and we're on these train tracks, and there's this train tunnel there. Um, and we're sitting outside this train tunnel, and we're like, okay, cool, like, let's head back. And my friend – I think it was my friend Andrew. My friend Andrew looks at me, and he's like, guys, like, we have to go through the train tunnel. Like, we have to walk through it. And I was like – I don't, I don't really, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. Um, uh, and then the, my other friends, my friends Kevin and Keith, they're looking at me, and they're like, no, let's do it. Come on, let's do it. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, guys, I don't know. It's a train tunnel. Like, a train could come. And they were like, no, come on, let's do it. Uh, and I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, so then we walk through this train tunnel. Uh, we end up, like, we're running through this train tunnel. Um, and we're running, and it's fun, whatever. It's like, ooh, train tunnel, woo, echo. Um, uh, but um, we get to the end of the tunnel, and I'm like, all right, guys, like, let's head back. And they're like, no, we can't go back through the train tunnel. I'm like, what? Like, how do you want to go back? And they're like, no, we can't go back through the train tunnel. A train could come. And I'm like, guys, like, that's why I didn't want to go through the train tunnel. Um, and so we're sitting there, and we're arguing over, like, which way to go back. Because so we get through this train tunnel. Probably should have said this first. We get through this train tunnel. We're standing to the right of us. Like, there's, like, a little, like, um, slope. And then there's, like, a, like, one of those really thin wood fences. Do you guys know Crow King and Road in Castro Valley that goes from, like, Castro Valley to, like, San Ramon? It's not that road, but it's, like, similar, where it's, like, on the side of, like, a big kind of mountainside-looking thing. Um, there's, like, a slope, a little tiny, like, wooden fence that would do nothing if a car came over that. Um, 
and then like a road and like another slope. And then to the left of us is like this creek. Um, and we're sitting there. And we're like, okay, what do we do? We're like, I don't know. And they're like, okay, let's just, let's just like walk across the road to the other side of the hill. We'll walk up like that big, we'll like kind of walk, climb-ish up this like mountainside and we'll make it back to where we were. We'll keep on going the same way we're supposed to go. And I was like, guys, I, I, I hate this. Let's go through the train tunnel. Um, and then uh, like about five minutes later, a train came through. We were like out of the way. Um, and they're like, see, we could have, we're not going through the train tunnel. Um, I looked at them and I was like, this is literally the safest time to go through the train tunnel. A train just came. Um, and they're like, no, we're not doing it. So we don't do it. And we walk, uh, they like pull me across this road. Uh, and like, they, they, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, like we all have to go at the same time because like we're running across like an active road, uh, which again, don't do that. It's, it was really dumb. Uh, uh, like, they pull me across this road. We're on the side of this hill. It's, like, been hours. I'm, like, hungry. We climb up to, like, where we thought we were supposed to go. Uh, we're, like, cool. We're back at, like, this, like, big cement block in the middle of the forest, uh, except it wasn't the one we thought it was. It was, like, on the other side. Uh, and so we get to the end of it, and it just stops, and there's more forest. And we're, like, oh, gosh, we're lost. This isn't good. Um, and it's, like, probably two or three hours. It was on a Wednesday night back when we had youth. And I remember calling Pastor Aaron, and this is when I was just, like, a youth leader, um, and I was calling him. I was like, hey, I, I'm in the middle of, like, nowhere. I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to, I can't beat youth tonight. I'm, like, kind of having a panic attack. Like, just, I'll be fine. I'll see you. And then he was like, what? And I was like, I can't beat youth tonight. And he was like, okay. Um, uh, so then we're, like, walking, and basically we finally get back pretty much to where we think we're supposed to go. We're on a different set of train tracks, and we're underneath this bridge. It's, like, 50 feet above us, uh, and there's a bridge, like, up this way, and then over here, there's, like, a slope, and it's, like, almost straight up and down. It's, like, or at least it felt like it. It probably was less straight up and down than, like, I remember, um, but it's, like, it felt like 50 feet. It probably wasn't that tall, but in my mind, it was, like, 50 feet, um, and basically, the only way to get up to that bridge, which is where, like, we were supposed to go to walk back to where we were, um, you had to, like, kind of climb up this little, like, slope to the left of us, uh, and there was another option, but the hard part was it wasn't like you climb up and then like you step over where it's supposed to be. You're like if you climbed up that little slope to the right of us where that bridge was, we had to like kind of like jump this way from the slope. Uh, and I was like, that's really bad. Like if you if like I slip or I fall, like you're falling like 50 feet, and that's not good. You don't want to fall 50 feet. Um, so like basically, they all go up before I do. I'm like behind them. Uh, I'm climbing up behind them. And I remember jumping and being, like, in my head, like, holding on to, like, the side of the slope and thinking, like, if I miss this, like, step, I'm going to fall 50 feet and maybe die. Maybe, probably, looking back, probably wouldn't have died. But, like, it would have been bad. Um, and I remember, like, climbing up and then jumping and freaking out, like, in my head as I'm jumping and, like, hyping myself up to do it and jumping and making it, um, which wasn't even a big jump. But in my head, I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, and then we walked back home and everything was fine. Why did I tell you that story? Um, I told you that story because it took a literal leap of faith for me and my friends to jump from the side of that little mountain to that bridge where we could have fallen 50 feet. Um, and I think, uh, and you guys might think like, wow, Luke, that's really cheesy. Uh, but I think sometimes uh, we're at a position in our walk with Christ where we are kind of stuck on the mountainside with our faith, where we have like gotten to know Jesus, or maybe you haven't, and we'll talk more about that later. But we have gotten to know Jesus. We've come to youth, maybe. We've spent time, like, in worship and stuff, and we, or maybe we've gone to camp um, or something like that. Uh, we've gotten to know him, but we're too afraid to jump to the other side. We're too afraid to make faith not just part of our life, but make our faith the center of our life. Um, and there's a lot of factors that can keep us from doing that. Um, it can be your friends. It can be popularity. It can be insecurity. It can be a relationship. It can be... Um, 
any amount of things that keep you from making that jump, from making that leap of faith to being, no, I'm not, I'm not just going to go to church and make Jesus part of my life, but I'm actually going to dive headfirst into faith, and I'm going to make Jesus the center of my life. Um, and I titled my message Full Send um, because sometimes you just have to send it into your faith, and that sounds really dumb coming out of my mouth, uh, but it's true. Um, no half sends. You have to go 100% um, and dive headfirst into your faith. Uh, and when thinking about faith, I think oftentimes we feel like we don't do enough to, like, actually have great faith. Like, we don't actually, we think that, okay, I don't go to church enough, or I'm not good enough of a person. And I talked about this with our youth servant leadership team earlier, and I thought it was really cool, our conversation. Uh, but um, oftentimes we feel like we don't do enough, or we're not good enough of a person to have great faith. Um, but I think it's a really important reminder um, for us to know that it only takes a mustard seed. Um, of faith, uh, to have great faith. Um, And there's this parable uh, Jesus talks about in the Bible um, that I think really illustrates my point well. Um, But yeah, we don't have to do to have great faith. We just have to start with a mustard seed of faith. Um, I'm going to explain the context of this verse in a second. Uh, It's Matthew 17, 20. Um, But basically, um, obviously you guys know how plants work. You get a seed, you plant it, the plant grows, you know, you take care of it. Yeah, plants, biology. Is it biology? Yeah, it's biology. Um, uh, but basically, a mustard seed is a really tiny seed. It's like one to two millimeters. Like, it's, it's like really small. Um, and this verse, you'll get it in a second. Basically, what Jesus, Jesus says in this verse, I'm about to read it. Um, he says, uh, he said to them, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Um, so basically, what Jesus' point was in this parable that he was telling, in this little quick analogy he was sharing um, is that it doesn't take a lot of works. It doesn't take all this doing. It doesn't take some big, great, oh, I have to have this huge faith um, to be able to dive headfirst into Jesus. What he was saying was all it takes is a mustard seed of faith um, to dive headfirst into Jesus and dive headfirst into your faith. Um, like he, and it wasn't like, oh, yeah, like if you have a mustard seed of faith, like you can start off like, you know, with having faith. You can start off loving Jesus. Like, no, he said with a mustard seed of faith, like you can move a mountain with your faith. Like, with a mustard seed of faith, like, God is on your side. There's this verse uh, in Romans 8.31, and it says, uh, if God is for us, then nothing can stand against us, um, or something like that. And, like, basically by just having an ounce of faith, just having a little bit of faith and saying, okay, Jesus, I trust you, saying, okay, Jesus, I believe in you, I know that you died on the cross for my sins, and I completely um, accept you into my heart, God, and I ask for forgiveness. Like, just by doing that, like, God's on your side. There's nothing more you have to do. Um, there's another verse in Matthew 13, verses 31 and 32, um, that kind of, it's a different, the point of it is different, but it illustrates an analogy of a mustard seed a little bit more. Um, it's, uh, Jesus talking and he says, um, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. That's a different parable, um, and it's, Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven. Uh, but basically, part, what part of that is illustrating is that that tiny seed, that one to two millimeter seed that's a mustard seed, this little guy, like that can grow and be this huge plant. Um, I think I read something uh, when I was doing uh, research for this message where it said that like a mustard seed can grow into a plant that's like nine to ten feet tall, which like to us, like, oh, cool, nine to ten feet tall, that's big. But when you think about, like, where that came from, when you think about, like, that little tiny one to two millimeter seed that that nine to ten foot plant came from, that's pretty insane. Um, 
And yeah, with just an initial ounce of faith, uh, your faith can grow to be huge. Um, but none of that has to do, again, none of that has to do with doing. None of that has to do with uh, works or actions or doing certain things to deepen your faith. Um, uh, Jesus didn't say by going to church enough or by reading scripture enough or by spending enough time uh, with Christian friends or by worshiping enough that um, you'll have enough faith. He just said that if you believe in him and if you have faith like a mustard seed, just a little bit, um, that you can have faith that can move a mountain. Um, so what does that look like? Uh, what does that even mean? Like, okay, yeah, I get it, Luke. You're talking about a mustard seed. Yeah, I have faith. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but like, what does that mean for my life? Uh, what does that look like? Um, it looks like a leap of faith. It looks like a leap of faith. And that leap, that is a leap. It's not a step. It's not like a hop, a skip, or a jump. Like, it is a leap of faith. There was a reason that that phrase, like, is that phrase, that it says it's a leap of faith. Um, and honestly, like, it can be scary to look at your life and to say, no, like, I'm not just going to go to church. I'm not just going to um, be in a Christian community and just kind of be there a little bit. I'm not just going to have Jesus play in the background of my life, um, but I'm actually going to put him at the center of it. Like, that can be scary, right? There are things that in your life you're going to have to change because of that. And there are things in your life that you're going to have to um, adjust to and friends that are going to have to adjust to that and people might treat you differently because of that but that's okay because like I said Jesus is like that verse in Romans 8 31 where it says if God is on your side like nothing can stand against you like that matters so much more than all the little things in our life um and uh like I said it's not it's not like a step like if I thinking about that story I told at the beginning like if one of us had like kind of stepped off that mountainside towards that bridge if one of us had kind of like jumped a little bit and, like, still, like, kept part of ourselves back on that mountainside, like, we still would have fallen, right? We had to leap from that mountainside to make it to that bridge. Um, uh, there's a verse in the Bible where it says, basically, um, Jesus was talking, and I'm, this is, like, the Luke Vaughn version, because I'm talking about it off the top of my head, uh, but um, what it said is that, like, if you're lukewarm, Jesus was saying, if like, talking about lukewarm water, like, if you're lukewarm, like, I will spit you out of my mouth. Like, Jesus... Yes, he loves you unconditionally, but he wants you to, to um, give your entire life to him, not just part of it. Uh, and what does that look like? That looks like surrender. Um, Aaron and I, a lot, a lot of times, we'll talk about, like, surrendering um, things to the Lord. And that might be weird. Like, when I think of surrender, um, I think of, like, the white flag on a pirate ship that, like, in, like, TV shows or movies, they'll, like, raise up. And I'm like, okay, like, they're surrendering. Or, like, in war, like, you'll wave the white flag. Like, okay, cool. Um, but that's not what that means here. What surrendering looks like here is giving everything to God, not just the easy stuff or the stuff that you want to give to Jesus or the stuff that you feel like giving to Jesus, but giving everything to God and holding it with an open hand before him. Uh, there's a verse in Philippians 4 um, where it talks about um, praying about all things and give, praying about everything and giving everything to Jesus. Uh, and I think it's really easy for us to give 80% of our lives to Jesus or give a chunk of our lives to Jesus or give the easy stuff to Jesus. Um, but I think a lot of times as Christians, as we grow in our faith, like we have to re-examine our life and give 100% of our lives to God um, and not just say like, okay, Jesus, yeah, it's yours, but then ignore it. But actually in prayer, approach God and say, Lord, like I'm giving this to you I am stranding it to you, and I'm holding it with an open hand before you. I'm not holding it with, like, a tightly clenched fist. I'm holding it with an open hand before you, and I am diving headfirst into my relationship with you. 
Um, there's this verse, uh, this passage in Matthew 4, and there's actually a lot of scripture in my message tonight, and I didn't even think there would be. Um, there is this passage in Matthew 4, um, and this was like one of my favorite verses in high school. Um, it's Matthew 4, 18 through 20. Uh, and it was one of my favorite verses because when I was in high school, um, my friends in high school, like they didn't, they were like, they maybe said they were Christians or they said they weren't, um, but they were friends of mine who like didn't really, they didn't have Jesus at the center of their life, which is what I'm talking about tonight. Um, they didn't have Jesus actually play the biggest role in their life. They either didn't care about Jesus, they didn't care about um, church or any of that stuff, um, or they only had him like, okay, I'm going to like be a Christian but not really live it out. Or, I'm going to be a Christian but not have Jesus actually at the center of everything I do. Um, and I love this verse uh, because like it illustrates um, what it looks like and what it means to actually dive into Jesus and to send it for your faith. Uh, in Matthew 4, um, verses 18 and 20, it says, While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, and this is Jesus, and he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Um, like, if you think about that story, like, uh, Peter and Andrew, who became, like, disciples of Christ, who became, like, two of his, like, closest 12 people as he was doing his ministry. Um, they didn't say, they, when Jesus came to them and said, like, okay, cool, like, uh, they didn't say, like, okay, yeah, cool, Jesus, like, we'll, we'll go with you, and then we'll, like, we'll kind of go back to what we're doing, um, or we'll go with you, Jesus, and then we'll kind of forget uh, what you said later, just kind of do our li- live our life like you weren't even in it. We're like, okay, yeah, like, we'll be friends with you, or we'll kind of, like, get to know you, but only a little bit. Um, It says they left their nets and followed him immediately. Like, they dropped everything they were doing. They dropped everything that was going on in their life, the good and the bad, and they followed Jesus just just at an instant because he called out to them. Um, And, yeah, I don't know where you guys are all at individually in your faith. I know some of us, some of you guys, like, are living on fire for Christ, and that is awesome. Some of you guys, like, I've barely even heard of what it means to be a Christian. Um, and what I want to encourage you guys with tonight uh, is to step into it and to dive headfirst into your faith because there is a God who created you and made you and loves you unconditionally, um, even if you feel like you don't know it. And uh, honestly, like diving headfirst into your faith is like the best decision that you can make. Um, and... Uh, when I think about going back to, like, surrendering, um, and Melissa, you can go back up here and get the band stuff ready. Um, uh, when I think about, like, surrendering, there was a portion of time in my life uh, where I had to, it was when I was applying to colleges out of high school, there was, it was this portion of time where, like, I was kind of, unex- didn't know what to expect. And I know, where's, there's, okay, Raina, Raina, you're applying to colleges right now, and it's scary, right? It's not easy, like, filling out all these applications and thinking, like, okay, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's completely out of my hands. Like, you were forced to surrender that process, right? Yeah, it's scary. Um, uh, I remember when I was filling out my college apps in high school, um, I had a really hard time uh, surrendering it to Jesus um, because there were things that I wanted. There were places that I wanted to go. Um, There were colleges that I wanted to get into um, that uh, I was like, okay, Jesus, like, yeah, cool, like, I give my college apps to you. I give my life, like, my fu- like, I give my future to you. I give these years to you. Um, but, like, for me, when I was processing that decision, uh, not decision, that, when I was processing that process, uh, it was really hard for me to hold it with an open hand and give it to the Lord. Um, and I think that, uh, honestly, like, 
in that season, like, if I hadn't ended up, over time, like, I basically was able to end up surrendering it to Jesus and giving that um, application process to him and saying, okay, Lord, like, here's what I want. Like, personally, coming out of high school, I wanted, I ended up going to UC Berkeley for college, and it was great, and it was God's plan for my life because I ended up being here all the time and working here and being able to live at home and still have my relationship with my family and all these things happened in my life that were needed and necessary over that time in college. Um, But personally, coming out of high school, I really wanted to go to Stanford. Stanford was like my dream school my whole life. I wanted to go there. I was like, okay, that's where I'm going. I have the test scores. I have the grades. I have the well-roundedness or all that stuff um, that they want you to do for college applications, which can be kind of dumb sometimes. Um, I had all the things um, that I was like, on paper, I'm getting it. Um, and I remember, like, going through that process thinking, like, okay, Jesus, like, yeah, I give this to you. I, um, here's my college application process. I'm laying it at your feet. I'm coming to you um, about it in prayer. Uh, but I remember still, like, in my heart, like, I was like, no, like, I'm, I know where I'm going. I'm going to Stanford. I'm doing all this stuff. Um, but I remember um, the day I got my college application back, uh, and um, it said, like I, like, I didn't get into Stanford. I remember sitting there and being like, Jesus, like, what the heck? Like, why? What's going on? Um, and I remember uh, in that season, like, after that, like, I was like, okay, Lord, this is what I thought was going to happen with my life. I thought I was going to go to this college and do all these things. Um, but uh, obviously, that wasn't the case. Um, and I was like, okay, Jesus, I lay this process at your feet. And I really, from that point on, started to hold it with an open hand. And, like, looking back, um, if my will had, be done, had been done for my life, if my will had been um, that college process had been what I wanted it to be. My life would look so much different, and I would be in such a worse place than I am right now um, because, like, we're not, we're not, like, completely in control of our life. We're not completely in control um, of all that stuff, and we're not God. But, like, looking back, like, surrendering that entire process to Jesus was so necessary. Um, and, yeah, I just want to encourage you guys, wherever you're at, Um, in your faith, whether you've been a Christian your whole life or whether you don't even know if you believe in Jesus, um, dive headfirst into your faith. Make it the center of your life. Actually um, lay things at Jesus's feet. Don't just go to him and say, go to church and say, okay, yeah, I go to church. I do all these things. But like when we enter this time of worship we're about to go into, say, Jesus, I, I, I surrender my friends to you. I surrender my um, fears to you. I surrender my future to you. I, I hold the, this is what I want, God. These are the desires of my heart, but I lay them at your feet with an open hand um, because you are worthy and you love me and you know exactly what's going on in my life. Um, and if you haven't given your life to Christ today, or if you haven't given your life to Christ, um, I want to uh, encourage you um, that doing so is the best choice you could possibly make. Um, and I kind of said it already earlier, but uh, the God of the universe created you and he loves you and he loves you unconditionally. Um, and not only that, but 2,000 years ago, he sent his son down to die on a cross for your sins. Um, and by just accepting Christ in your heart today and asking him for forgiveness for your sins, um, you can not only uh, be forgiven, but you can engage in a relationship with your heavenly Father, and there is nothing more important than that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to pray over us, and then we're going to enter into this time of worship. Um, and again, I just want to encourage um, you guys to lay whatever you're going through this week, this month, or this season, or this day, or whatever it is, um, I want to encourage you guys to lay it at Jesus' feet. 
to hold it with an open hand and to say, God, I surrender this to you. And I am diving headfirst into my faith and not only giving these things to you and forgetting about it, but making you the center of my life. Because when Jesus is at the center of your life, when things run through that filter of Jesus, like there is nothing like it. So yeah, I'm gonna pray for us and we're gonna head into worship. God, we humbly come before you tonight, Jesus. I pray that um, these students would just lay everything at your feet, God. I know I've said it like 25 times tonight, Lord, but I pray, God, that whatever they are going through, Jesus, that they wouldn't turn inward, that they wouldn't turn towards um, ungodly friends, that they wouldn't turn towards um, what's popular or what's um, on their mind, God, but that they would turn to you, Jesus but they would lay these things at your feet, God, with an open hand and that they would um, just completely surrender them to you. And um, if you're in here and you haven't accepted Christ, um, I'm not gonna ask you to look at me or ask you to raise your hand um, or anything because it's not between, this isn't between me and you. This is between you and Jesus. Um, Just repeat this prayer after me um, if you wanna give your life to Christ today. just say, Jesus, I am sorry, God. I believe in you, God, and I want to just repent for my sins, God, and I believe that you died on the cross for my sins 2,000 years ago, and I believe that you are Lord of my life. From this point on, I give my life to you, Jesus. Dear God, I pray that if there was anybody in this room, Lord, who gave their life to you, that they would know um, that there is a party going on in heaven right now because um, they gave their life to you, Jesus. We love you. We praise you. In your name, amen. That was such an amazing sermon. If you want to connect with us here at The Rock Youth, follow us on Instagram at The Rock Church YTH, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or follow us on Spotify by searching The Rock YTH, or text The Rock Youth MS or The Rock Youth HS to 33222 for texting updates on everything we have here going on at The Rock Youth. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. We'll see you next time.